Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Our conversation with Doc Rivers is brought to you by Northern Bank and Trust, Cola Space, and by Mercedes-Benz, as always. Doc joins us on the AT&T hotline, AT&T 4G LTE. Good morning, Doc. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? We were just talking. We're doing very well. We were just talking about uh, uh, Bill Belichick and uh, you on the sidelines at Monday Night Football. And I don't know if you've seen the paper this morning, but Belichick said uh, he's close with you and that you often exchange ideas on how to operate in particular situations. Here's a quote. I think there's certainly a lot I've learned from watching Doc and the Celtics, the way they do a lot of things organizationally and his coaching style. He's talked to our team and said a lot of things that really made sense and really uh, hit home. What was your theme when you talked to the Celt- I mean the uh, the Patriots? Were you surprised you got invited? No, I mean we we've talked before, and uh, Coach does that a lot. He brings in different guys, so no, I wasn't. And it was it was you know listen, uh, it was last year I think, and um, I, I really don't remember what we talked about, but it was, it was still for the most part more about team building and and, and stuff like that and buying in and. Uh, you know, Bill and I, uh, and, and most coaches, not just us too, we believe in a lot of the same things uh-huh. about getting teams to uh, operate as a unit. Um, and again, as I said the other night, being in, in Foxborough and just watching them operate was just a pleasure to watch. I mean, you had a sense before that game that um, it was going to go their way in a big way, and, and it did. You know when I had a sense for that? When I saw the shot on Monday Night Football ESPN's coverage of, of a relaxed-looking Belichick on the sidelines talking to you and Robert Kraft. He, he, looked, he looked like he didn't have a worry in the world about that game. Well, you know, they, the, the saying is the more prepared you are, <laughs> uh, the more relaxed you become. You know, it's like going into a test where you, you feel like you, 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 you have, you've done the studying and more prepared. Right. You feel better. Um, but I don't, you know. I think he's always uh, focused. Uh, but I think he's, for the most part, you know, just their entire group when they know they've done their job and they're ready. That's all you can do going into a game, and that's probably where he was at. Did you hang out for the game? Did you spend any time on the sideline? And if so, what impressed you the most, Doc? You've been around. Hell, you've been in the NBA, and you, and your son's in the NBA. You've seen a lot of professional athletes. What about the New England Patriots do you find so impressive? The ex- execution uh, of the game plan and knowing the game plan and, uh, you know, listen to, to Josh before the game, just tell the offensive line and, and, and his entire group exactly what they had to do on certain situations uh, and to be ready for it and to look for it and, and then sing it in the game. You know, I don't know enough about football as far as, all the other stuff, the dime and the nickel and all that. I just know that, uh, you know, football in general, and that's just the Patriots, but, you know, in my case, that's the team I'm around. I'm always amazed how their their execution is so flawless, and it has to be. I mean, it's their culture. You think about it, one guy flinches and moves an arm that's an offside mm. and that causes the team a game, uh, especially if you don't do it, uh, if you do it too many times. And, uh, so that's really impressive to watch. Isn't the violence and the impact you feel when you're on the sidelines remarkable that these guys get up from every, almost every single hit? 
Yeah, I'm amazed by that. Uh, I mean, it's uh, it is a powerful game. You know, it's guys are going so fast. You know, it, it's not even the size anymore. Uh, it's the speed. Right. Rondo was there with you. I believe he was wearing a Wes Welker jersey, but he said he was a quarterback and said he could be a quarterback in the NFL. Do you think he could be? Could he be Tom Brady? No, uh, <laughs> I don't. But I will say this. He has an incredible arm. Uh, you know, we were out on the field and watching him throw. He can he throws the ball 60 yards with ease. Uh, but there's only one Tom Brady. Yeah. And, and we saw the best one. Um, uh, the other night, it, it, he is on on another level at the quarterback position. Do you know him at all? I don't. I've met him a couple of times. Um, you know, it's funny, and I tell people this: when when I did have that talk, Brady was front and center with a notepad in his hand. Wow! And I thought that was really impressive. He was taking notes from your speech. Yeah, I mean, well, it was just uh, it was just how impressive they all were. But he was sitting right there. What did, what did you talk uh, and, about? What did what'd you uh, say? And I think he and I, I know it was. Uh, he asked a question, and I think actually it was a couple of years ago because it was Randy Moss who even asked the question. Wow. What what did you say? What we is it something you get nervous about? Or you, I mean, you are the best public speaker I think I've ever heard. Uh, what do you say to a group like that? Well, especially a group that had champions in the room. Um, you know, you don't get nervous. You just tell them your experience uh, and and what helped your teams win games and, and, and the better teams you played on. So you tell it's really an anecdotal story uh, when you talk to other pros because they've been through it. Uh, they, they understand how the locker room works themselves, even more so. Uh, the one thing I do find with football is just so many people. Mm. You, know, um, you know, we have 15 guys. Uh, Coach Belichick probably has 20 coaches. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just an amazing thing. Well, last night was certainly not a thing of beauty by anybody's standards, no. but I assume with a victory you don't care about style points this morning. Uh, but there, there were some issues last night for your team, even though you did pull out the win. Yeah, we won the game, and, and, and that's uh, a game a month ago we would have lost. Mm. Three weeks ago we would have lost. Uh, one team shot 51%, one team shot 41 I think, percent, and the team that shot 41% won the game. Uh, we won the game because uh, more grit, you know, forcing 27 turnovers uh, was huge for us. Um, I, I don't know the exact number, but we broke our own record in deflection. Right. You know, like 39 of 45 deflections in a basketball game. Uh, that doesn't include the steals. Um, I mean, when you do that, you give yourself a chance to win, and we did that. Um, we didn't execute, since we were talking about execution, uh, a couple key moments down the stretch. Um uh, you know, timeouts we didn't call the right way. Um, so we we did some things that, that we got away with. But, you know, as I told our team after the game, you would not get away with that in right. June. Uh, and so that's where we still have to go. Uh, causing 28 turnovers that translates into 34 points is a good thing, I'm pretty sure. But it has to make you feel just a little bit queasy that even with all of that, you barely got by them. Well, it was a game we struggled in. Um, when you look at the shots, we had a lot of I mean, that's just good shots. We had wide open point blank shots and didn't make them. Mm. And, you know, it's a make-miss game all the time and always will be. But when you miss like that, uh, to find a way to win, uh, that's the positive part. Will you make them watch that film? And how do you decide whether you're going to make them watch a film, whether it's valuable for them or not? Uh, We probably will now. We'll watch some clips out of the film, some end-of-the-game situations. Uh, But we have two back-to-back. We have back-to-back games coming up. Right. 
So we'll probably focus on Houston. I know we will. I assume. I assume Ryan, Rondo's final shot in regulation was not exactly what you were looking for. Yeah, but the problem was the tie on the clock again. We we called the, you know, the rule is if if you take a dribble or make a pass, then where you call the timeout is where you have to take the ball out. Mm-hmm. And what we were instructed to do is on the rebound call a timeout. Then we could have advanced the ball to the free throw line on the other, uh, in front of our basket. Right. Uh, by doing what we did, you know, Rondo had six seconds to go coast to coast and try to score a game-winning basket. You're probably not going to get a good shot. Did you uh, agree with that call and uh, and the out of bounds call with Joey Crawford took like a half an hour to? No, to... I thought that ball was ours. I know it was. Yeah, but hey, but you know what? You it was nice of him. He gave all you guys a nice long rest. You know, you yeah, it was yeah, like he did that, and then he gave me a nice long explanation. Oh, did he? <laughs> which I didn't like, but it was it was what he said. And, you know, you just go with it. Um, sometimes they see different stuff, and you just have to keep playing. Was it bad defense by your team overall? To, I mean, the, the, the Mavs, the undermanned Mavs shoot 51%, 35% on threes. Do you uh, score 115, I guess. Uh, do you look at that and say, we didn't get the job done on the defensive end? Yeah, I, I didn't think we were great defensively. I thought we did a lot of great things uh, defensively, but I thought we had a lot of breakdowns. And honestly, I thought our small unit let us down. You know, right. when they went small, we went small. I thought they went small better than us. And that's when they really start scoring. And, you know, for the first three, uh, quarter, two and a half quarters, defensively, we were pretty good. And then I thought our, our small lineup let us down. And we need to work on that lineup because that's going to be a lineup that we're going to have to use against other teams or other teams are going to use it against us. And we ha- might have to match it. And, and so we have to get better there. You know- you know, Doc, whenever I uh, have questioned Rondo's defense, and I think he does you know, take some plays off, you hear people say, yeah, but he's expending so much energy on the offensive end, you know, cut him a break. But dude, is that how it works with, like, LeBron James? No, uh, no. I mean, he, there are great defen- playing defense. The, the, and he plays on both ends of the floor, right? Yeah, I thought the two things that uh, hurt Rondo last night was, number one, I didn't give him his normal break um, that we've done all year. We've done it a couple times where we – kept him in, and, and, you know, I made a, a risky decision that was an awful decision uh, to leave him in in the second half and not give him his break. Mm-hmm. Uh, so down the stretch, I thought he was tired. And in the overtimes, he still hadn't come out. I thought that affected his play. I thought it affected us on the offensive end uh, as much as the defensive end. We stopped running. Um, we started walking the ball up the floor. We started going deep into the clock, and I thought that hurt us. Um, and then the foul trouble. When he got five fouls, right. um, he, he he played too safe, and that allowed O.J. Mayo to get going. Well, when does Avery Bradley suit up and play? You know, I don't know. Um, I, I I literally have no idea. He's he's working out. Um, he's shooting. He's running offense with us, you know, not live, you know, skeleton. So, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, Doc, last night's game took three hours and 12 minutes to end. By my calculations, you've played three overtime games in your last eight. Not exactly an efficient way to manage minutes for your guys. No, it, it, it does put us in a bind, especially a double overtime right. game where we had done so well with Kevin's minutes uh, in that game last night. He was going to play right at 30 or 29 minutes, and he ends up playing 40 minutes. Um, you know, listen, it happens. Uh, it, it can't happen every game because we can't do that for Kevin every game. So it was just a uh, one of those nights.
Hey, I don't know if you'd comment on this. You, you generally comment on everything we ask you. Do you have a theory about what the heck is going on with the Los Angeles Lakers? Have you seen well, enough of their basketball to know what the problem is? Uh, they're, they're getting a lot of coverage. <laughs> no, they <laughs> That's are. true. I'm, I'm telling you, like yesterday, you know, I just had ESPN on, and uh, before the game, I, I had it on mute, not for any reason. I was trying to do my work. And every time I looked up, it was somebody talking about the Lakers or some Laker on. So, you know, I don't know. I haven't watched them, uh, to be honest, but a couple of times. Uh, you know, they've made a lot of changes, too, and, and have a key guy out at the point guard position. So I would imagine that's some of it. But in on two separate occasions, in fact, over the course of the last two games, D'Antoni has called their team's play uninspired. That seems to speak to a core uh, issue there of, of effort, does it not? Yeah, it does. Uh, but I think a lot of times when you put yourself under pressure uh, and you're trying to learn something new, you, you, it's very difficult to play at full speed. Uh, and then it carries over to both ends. I thought a couple of times early in the year that was us, you know, especially the new guys right. trying to. They're so in thought of doing the coverage that that we wasn't, we were not playing free enough, you know. And you know, maybe that's it. I, again, I haven't watched them enough. Um, you know, D'Antoni is a good coach. I, I know he's getting a lot of criticism right now, and and it's too bad. And it's just the nature of the beast. Uh, but it's a tough job, and you know, with high expectations. You know, I'm uh, I'm with you every time you turn this Kobe. He gave an interview, yeah. and it's just it's on a loop. Kobe, all day, all night. He doesn't even say much. But uh, one last question, Doc. You have back-to-back Houston-San Antonio Friday and Saturday. You are a good friend of Popovich. You always sing his praises. You think there's any chance he tells all the starters to stay home and take the night off that night? Uh, I'm going to call him and see if he would. That would be terrific. <laughs> Having said that, uh, they almost took Miami and had that game. So That's true. I don't know which game is – which game would be tougher? You, they got. I'm looking at it now. They're at Oklahoma. I mean, uh, at Portland uh, tonight, and then at Oklahoma City Monday. So you might get him on one of those games where they tell everyone to. Does he do that at home ever? Or is that just on he the road? He rarely does it at home. And, and my guess, if he does it, it'll be one of those other games, and, and that's the game uh, on Saturday night. All right, Doc. Good luck out on the road. We'll talk to you next week. Take care, guys. Doc Rivers with Dennis and Callahan on the AT&T hotline, AT&T 4G LTE. Our conversation with Doc is brought to you by Northern Bank and Trust, Call of Space, and by Mercedes-Benz. We should point out that 50 years ago, a small group of aspiring businessmen pooled their resources and their intellect in order to form a different type of bank, a local bank that would dedicate itself to helping its neighbors achieve their goals and realize their dreams. Today, the bank they built, Northern Bank and Trust, has grown into a comprehensive, full-service financial network. While they have grown, they've remained true to their slogan. Come learn firsthand why they are neighbors you can bank on. Text the code word ATLANTA to 37937937 within the next 10 minutes, and you'll be entered to win a pair of Celtic Hawks tickets for the game on March 29th, courtesy of Colospace, New England's leading provider of data center space and managed IT services, and the Boston Celtics. Buy tickets now at Celtics.com. Text Atlanta to 37937. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 